Hi, this is Teacher Tales, T-A-I-L-S, Cara Shorts, episode 33, Jungle Boots, Peace Corps, Samoa. Before we shipped off to Samoa, Peace Corps suffered us through bonding sessions. One such psychological game was, what's the most important thing you'll bring to Samoa? A few kiss-ups pointed to their spouses, and the spouses beamed with radiant domestic joy, knowing they were number one in the other's book. Uh, by the way, few of those lasted the two years of Peace Corps or their marriage. Uh, when my turn came, I whipped out my fat, scratched-up Swiss Army knife and presented it. Some chuckled. Car, always trying to be the clown, aren't you, said one of our trainers. So each of us had our turn, but when it came to volunteer Jim from Texas, he placed his high-heeled, shit-kicker, cowboy boots, heel first on the table. My boots. I'm bringing my sacred holy boots to Samoa. Now, thing was, we didn't know if we should laugh or not. We weren't really sure of people's limits and what made each of us tick. Who was sound? Who'd be a rock-solid friend later on? Who'd be a certified nutcase? And the bonding sessions weren't just for us. Administrators hovered over us like high-altitude buzzards, smelling a choking corpse, ready to give up the ghost. Make a big mistake, be antisocial, and your number was up. Darwinism waited to weed us out. And apparently, so did Jim's boots. So, three months later, we ended up in Samoa. 70% of us survived those bonding sessions. We ended up living with dirt-poor subsistence farming families, and they kindly adopted us into their village and their clans. Texas Jim's hut was a rock throws from mine. We all recognized his home because sandals and footwear always stayed outside huts in Samoa. Jim's tall leather boots towered a good foot and a half over Islander sandals. And cultural norms were tested when wide-shouldered Jim sauntered down the one and only trail in the village. Like all of us, he wore a lava lava, a sarong, but he insisted on wearing those boots. It was a spectacle and Samoans and Peace Corps volunteers alike loved spectacles. Eventually, a bet, a bet went up. How long do you think those boots will last? Some said, eh, a few weeks. Others said, months, two months. But one volunteer, who had been in a country for over a year and was our trainer, said, first rains, no doubt about it. We'd been warned about the rains, 160 inches a year. Monsoon rains. And soon after our instructor mentioned that, those rains showed up. Now, Jim's boots must have been uncomfortable to begin with, but we couldn't imagine them in the pumice ground muck that swallowed everything. Vehicles stood abandoned in the jungle. We each had stories of the times we helped pulled out pigs from the depths of the black, oozing mud. More than once on a jungle hike, we'd hear Jim slow down behind us. He'd pop his boots out of the chocolate 
colored mire with a curse. Damnation, enough mud to kill a horse. Eventually, the boots succumbed to the water in the ground and the ever-present humidity. They changed color. They took on the color of the ground. And Jim fought a losing rear guard action every night. As the setting sun burned a red hole into the sea, Jim polished his boots as best he could. Damn mud, he muttered. At about two months, he gave up because his beloved boots had chameleoned on him again. Now they had taken on the color of the jungle, green, in a variety of greens it was. Because fungus, molds, and thousands of spores found Texas leather the perfect petri dish. Jim gave up. For a week, his boots stood outside his hut. But a Western civilization testament to equatorial folly really showed itself. We had learned the first rule Samoans knew a thousand years ago. The jungle wins. But Samoans are resourceful. And there was a second rule. The colonized always win. Might just take a while. So the Samoans waited, and apparently somebody waited for Jim's boots. I don't really give a crap, but has anybody seen my boots lately? I just kind of wondered what happened to him, he asked. So the word went out. Keep an eye out for Jim's boots, just for the hell of it. Something to do on a small island in the middle of the South Pacific. Not like there'd be another pair of those boots around. We all had to get out of the village or we'd lose a few marbles we had left. On one such foray, I stood at the doorway of a jungle bus, and I looked in. A smile grew on my face. I had to fight a full-blown laugh. Samoans were a little like our bonding sessions. You never were exactly sure what you're going to get. Was that person in front of you rock-solid psychologically, or a homicidal maniac? Could this be the best friend you ever had in your life? And anyway, this bus driver, I stared at his feet. On those massive feet, he housed the remnants of Jim's boots. Only the toes had been cleanly macheted off. Monster Polynesian toes bulged out. The driver smiled at me as I clambered up the steps. Nice shoes, I said in my best Samoan. He laughed. A steel front tooth sparkled in return. I told Jim that same night at the village what I'd seen. He shook his head. Man, those boots were made for walking, not driving. Damnation. And unlike many marriages, or those boots, my Swiss Army knife made it back home. So yeah, anyway, that's pretty funny. I couldn't believe that. I'm waiting in line to get on the bus and you got to climb up the steps. Oh, the buses were originally um, Toyota trucks, and they saved the frame and then built monster hardwood frame, um, a, 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 a frame bus all around this, this frame. It was just wood, no suspension, and those buses were everywhere. And 
you know, the villagers were desperate to get out of the village, and it's the only way out, you know, it's on these, these nasty trails, muddy and mucky. So people took all the, the necessities of life with them, and there would be 50-gallon drums of kerosene in the bus. There would be chickens tied. There would be pigs on the floor, a huge, huge bunches of bananas, and people would sit on top of each other on the bus, Anyway, so it was hilarious. You know, I, I see the bus driver, and he's got what's left of Jim's boots there, and his toes are just wiggling, you know. It, it's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. Um, yeah, so in the rains, oh, my God. Yeah, it, it started raining there, uh, usually around March, and then it just it didn't stop for months. And uh, everything got moldy. Even we, you know, we had, you know, this is like, 800 years ago so we had cameras you know 35 millimeter cameras with lenses and it was so moist and wet there that moisture would develop between the layers on your lenses on telephotos or macro lenses and micro lenses and a fungus would grow it would look like spider webs so we used to make hot boxes we we would um take our our meager salary like at like 185 dollars a month and and we would try to buy things from from Samoans, you know, kind of to help the economy. And so they made, all of us who had cameras, which is just about everybody, what we called hot boxes, these really nice, gorgeous uh, native Samoan wood um, boxes that were about four feet long by, by two and a half feet wide, just polished, lovely, and, and uh, really nice. And we'd hook up a light bulb inside, and you'd keep your camera next to that. Um, just so it would dry out and, you know, just anything that got wet, it, it would become beautiful. It would be blue and pink and, and black, all these molds you'd never seen, these colors you'd never imagined before on, on, um, on stuff, you know, clothes and shoes. Yeah, leather died. Leather just died. Uh, belts and leather shoes, you know, forget it. Just forget it. That's why we all ended up wearing... Uh, lava lava sarongs because you'd get rashes it was, just, it was just so moist anyway that's the jungle story I hope you like it number 33 uh, thank you very much there will be more <laughs>